Good morning, guys. Come on in and welcome to Everything She Didn't Say. You're here with your host, Shanetta, and tuning in live from Charleston, South Carolina. And this is our first episode. Yay! So today we're going to be talking about a subject that's very, very uh, personal for me. We're going to be talking about domestic violence in uh, families, in homes, in relationships, in the silence of it. You know, I just... I just want to start by saying, you know, when it comes to domestic violence, because it's something that I experienced uh, early on in life, kind of young, actually, about the age of 19, uh, my daughter's father and I, you know, we met and fell in love. Classic uh, boy meets girl story. Um, We got pregnant with our daughter. We got engaged. And I thought that, you know, I was I was going to have my happily ever after, because let's let's be real. You meet the guy, your dreams, you fall in love. You think that it's going to be some amazing love story that you'll tell your children and your grandchildren for years to come. Well, let me tell you guys, it was not at all what I thought it would be. Uh, Everything started out okay in the first couple of years. And then as time progressed, um, he just became someone that I didn't know. It started with uh, the arguing, the fussing. And that wasn't something that I was really used to because in my home growing up as a kid, you know, my parents, they didn't they didn't argue. They didn't fuss. They didn't fight. If a disagreement was had, it was more so had behind closed doors. You know, it just wasn't something that the children saw wasn't displayed between, you know, them in front of us. So in my mind, coming from that type of background and that family structure, you know, I'm thinking that that's how everything is supposed to be. That's how life is. Not realizing that the way that I saw things and what I thought the real world was and how relationships work was just basically based on the projection of what my parents, you know, gave me the picture that they painted for us. But outside of those doors and those walls, it was a whole big world out there and everybody wasn't so nice in it. And needless to say, I just kind of ran into one of those people that wasn't so nice in this world. And, uh, you know, it just, like I said, the first couple of years were amazing. We were inseparable. We did everything together. And we grew up in the same neighborhood partially. So, you know, we, we just had a lot of access to each other. So we had a really strong friendship coming into the relationship. Like I said, I thought that, you know, when him and I got together, it was my happily ever after. Um, What started one day with a small argument turned into him slapping my face for the first time. And you know what? I will never forget that day. Never forget it. Because in that moment that he struck my face, it was like my whole world shattered into a million pieces. And I felt so many emotions in that moment. I mean, here I am. I'm 18 years old. You know, I just, you know, had a kid. So I'm experiencing a lot of new things, a lot of new emotions. You know, it's a whole new world for me. And then I have, you know, the father of you, my daughter, he's telling me he loves me. We've been friends forever. You're the man that I love and have plans on marrying eventually and you just struck me across my face over a petty quarrel I I tell you devastation was an understatement y'all devastation was an understatement I didn't know how to receive that and I flew into a rage and I can remember me we were riding in his car at the time I drew my leg back I had on these high six inch heels and I started kicking the stereo system in repeatedly until I saw uh, sparks fly 
Now I know what y'all thinking. Yeah, I was wrong for that, but come on. I'm 18 years old. My emotions are all over the place. I've just been hit for the first time. Um, and then by somebody that I love who says that he loves me. And I know this isn't what love looks like. This isn't how love is supposed to feel. I grew up in love. I grew up around love. And this doesn't feel like it. This doesn't look like it. So, you know, I'm scared. I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm confused. So needless to say, we're on a highway and we're fighting. And he pulls over and I get out of the car and I start walking. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not taking this. I'm going to go home to my mom. I'm going to pack my stuff. I'm going to take my baby and I'm going home to my mom because I didn't sign up for this. I knew at 18 that that wasn't something that I wanted to deal with. That was not what love was supposed to feel like. And y'all know the story from there. We ended up talking. I got back in the car. We drove home. We made love. And there I was stuck I didn't leave never packed a shirt never packed a bag I just kind of stayed and he cried and he made promises and y'all know the promises I'm talking about because if anybody out here can relate to me y'all know these promises all too well I'll never do it again I'm sorry I didn't mean to I just got too angry I love you so much I would never hurt you y'all know the story y'all know the spiel and I fell for it. You know, I'm, I'm just going to be real with you guys. I fell for it because I wanted that family life that I grew up in. I wanted my daughter to have her mom and her dad. I wanted that structure. I wanted that, that home life stability that I knew as a kid coming up. I wanted that for her. I didn't want to feel like I failed her in any way. So I stayed. And y'all know what happened from that day forward? It became a constant routine of him putting his hands on me. When I tell y'all he did an amazing job at alienating me from all of my friends, uh, trying to pull me away and distance me from my family, um, keeping me isolated in the house and secluded. And he did those. His his control methods were, and, and I'm going to go through them and maybe somebody can identify. You know, maybe you've seen the same thing or experienced it or been through it. And if you haven't and you're in a situation that's getting a bit heated, these are the things you can look for. Because he began to not want me to talk on the phone with my girlfriends. Or if I said I wanted to go to a movie with my friends or a lunch, that wasn't allowed. Um, he didn't even want me to go out for a walk in the neighborhood because he thought someone else me look at me he didn't want me around my my mom and my family too much because he thought that that meant I was trying to leave he didn't want me to go and get a job because he didn't want me in the workplace interacting with other people other men he was just protective and just controlling in that way and I couldn't even realize it I was so in love <laughs> I couldn't even realize it and it wasn't even in love because I, I I'm gonna back that up it's not that I was so in love because I was never in love. Let me be clear about that. I was in love with my daughter, in love with being a mom, in love with the idea of being a wife and having a family. It was never about him. I loved him, but I wasn't in love with him. Uh, he used those control methods to kind of keep me there. And sometimes when he would hit me, I remember being in the room and just locking the door and being stuck there for hours. And sometimes I would just lay there on the floor and I would cry and I would pray. 
and no one knew what I was experiencing or going through behind closed doors. Now, I know some of y'all may be thinking and y'all may be saying, because I know these are the questions that are raised when we get on these topics about domestic violence. Why didn't you ask for help? And, you know, now looking back over the years, I thought about that myself. But at that time, 18, 19 years old, I was young and parts of me knew what I should have done, but I didn't have the strength to do it, if that makes any sense. You know, I was I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I was scared and I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be looked at differently by people. You know, people look at me like I'm this strong, well put together person. You know, Shanette is strong. She's one of the strongest people we know. You know, that girl's always been well put together. And you know, she's just always been so structured and so good about overcoming things. And the truth was, I wasn't. I wasn't. But I was terrified at the thought of people seeing that, that vulnerability, seeing me being weak seeing me not representing that strength that they attached to me, that expectation of it. I was embarrassed because I knew they would ask, why would you allow this? Why are you staying? You deserve better. I knew the spill. Come on, y'all. We watch the Lifetime movies. We see it. We know what they say. The snickers, the silent laughing, the name calling, the pointing, the talking behind your back. Those are all the things I wanted to avoid because I'm not thinking logically. I'm just thinking, you know, from a perspective of an 18, 19 year old girl. And I stayed and then I kinda had a phase where I felt like maybe I did something to deserve this, you know? Maybe I did something. Uh, Maybe somewhere along the line I did something and, and, and I'm being paid back for something that I did. And I know that sounds foolish, but this is just one of the many phases and emotions that you go through when you're being abused. You're, you know, you, you tell yourself whatever you have to to make ration of what's going on. You tell yourself whatever you need to to survive and get through the abuse from day to day. I got to a point to where I felt like, you know, um, after a while, I just said, you know what? <sighs> this isn't getting any better. I don't want to just walk out on him and abandon him. You know, I made a commitment in this relationship. I just... Won't he just kill me already? And I remember saying that I got to a point to where I felt like, won't he just kill me already? I was 19 years old. My daughter was one years old. I'd given up. I didn't have the strength to fight anymore. I was tired. I was tired. I didn't reach out for help sometimes because I didn't want anything to happen to him. I didn't want to see him in jail. I didn't want to call my dad and send him over there because I didn't want anybody to hurt him. It's just so many reasons why I protected him. So many reasons why I didn't leave. So many reasons why I stayed. And now years later, when I think back on it, 19, 20 years later, it's like, I didn't owe you anything. You brainwashed me into feeling like there was shame or something wrong in me wanting to leave or asking for help. It's not. Ladies, guys, it's not. Because guys can be in an abusive relationship too. Men suffer from domestic violence too. There's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame or guilt in walking away. We don't owe anybody anything. We owe it to ourselves to survive. 
We owe it to ourselves to survive. We don't owe anyone anything. And even if we're being brainwashed and manipulated, don't let them trick you into having a fear of leaving. That fear of owing them something, some type of commitment or obligation because we don't owe anybody that. And even when I left this guy, it took me years to get from under that umbrella because he was the kind that would do things like he would terrorize me, he would taunt me, he would stalk me. Uh, when I moved back home to my mom's, he, sometimes I would go out for a walk in the afternoon and go running. Well, he knew my route, he knew my path, he would show up. He would pull up beside me out of nowhere, start yelling, cursing, screaming, demanding that I get in the car, um, you know, just different things like that. And those type of activities went on for a couple of years. So I really, really fought hard. Even after I left the situation, the relationship, I still had to fight to gain my freedom away from him. Y'all, but I'm telling you, it made me so much stronger as a person. It made me so much stronger. And it gave me the strength to be able to talk about it with you guys and share that part of my life in hopes that maybe someone else listening to this podcast or hearing me speak, maybe you're going through the same thing. Maybe uh, he or she hasn't put their hands on you. It hasn't become physical, but maybe the verbal abuse and emotional abuse and the mental abuse is already there. It's just as bad. It's just as damaging. Get out. That's not love. Because it's not you that has the problem. Something is broken in that person that makes them feel like they need to hurt you in that way. You don't have to pay for their shortcomings. You don't have to pay for the things that they are dealing with in their life, their personal battles, because they're reflecting that and projecting that onto you. They're making it a you battle and it's not you, it's a them thing. If it's emotional and it's verbal, don't allow it to become physical, leave. Raise your hand, raise a flag, say, hey, I need help. This is going on. I got to get out of here. Love yourself. Care for yourself enough to know when it's time to let go. You guys, that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I'm stronger. I'm better. I love myself unconditionally. I know my worth. I value myself. I value my peace. I value my mental state because I remember the times when I didn't have that. And I know what it's like to not have that. I know what it's like to be in that place of darkness, being lost and scared and confused and just feeling like you're so alone. Nobody can understand. Well, guess what? It's a million of us out there that are dealing with and have went through and are going through the same things. Let's help each other. Let's break the silence on domestic violence. Let's break the silence because you are not alone. You're not in this battle alone. Know that there are people out there that share your story, that can help you, that want to help you. All you have to do is ask. Let's break the silence, y'all, on domestic violence. Thank y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you guys for sharing in my first episode with me, um, Domestic Violence, Breaking the Silence. You guys have been awesome. I hope that someone can take something away that's going to help empower them, enrich them, or better their lives in some way. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, bye.